Sure. Oh my god. I don't know if we're live on everything, but uh, oh, yeah. welcome to Amber Live at Five. If you've tuned in, being attacked by my own cord. <laughs> if you if you've tuned in, it's Monday. Yes. We. <laughs> yeah, I'm just letting you know. Okay. In case you've made it through the entire day, I guess, without realizing that it's the worst day of the week. Let's go. Or the best, depending on. Come on. Where you work, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah. It's not so Peter bad Tuck either. straight up said a a a um, yeah, but uh, welcome to Amber Live at 5. It's Monday. Thanks for tuning in, if you already have. If you're yeah. watching this later, we appreciate it. Hope everyone's had a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, if you're just waiting patiently on Instagram to see our beautiful faces, I promise you it's coming. Yeah, it should be up now. I'm just going to uh, check. Who's that? <laughs> Today we are talking Absolutely. about uh, diet and bulking and yeah. nutrition stuff. I had a really interesting question uh, the other day. Maybe not. Um, I've been talking to a friend of mine about his nutrition and his training and stuff like that, and um, and I've written him a couple of programs that he's used over isolation. And he said, you know, he's really interested in losing a bit of the, you know, the built up, I guess, the love handles that have grown over the past couple of months or whatever. Mm. Um, and I think he maybe he feels like he hasn't been as active, so. You know, you might look in the mirror and just go, oh, no, I've definitely put weight on or maybe he's getting on the scales and the number's gone up or something like that. And that's a pretty common occurrence, realistically. Yeah, that's probably one of the most common occurrences yeah. for people. You know. Oh, actually, no, he specifically told me that he noticed his shorts were getting tighter. Oh, so, yeah. So, that, and that can be a result of two, a couple of things. You know, it's not necessarily bad weight gain. You might put mass on your glutes, basically. Yeah, nothing wrong with having a dump truck. Yeah, right? a dump <laughs> that's truck exactly booty. right. Um. And I mean, Dan's got one. Nathan, yep. Nathan's got one. That's right. They're a staple of the Anvil team. Yes. It's can almost make, a. Can um, you make a club with no hands for me? It's, you know? it's almost a requirement of, of like part of our hiring process <laughs> is give a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you'll see that on the squad video tomorrow. I think it's coming out. Anyway, going back to diet, uh, he, he specifically said to me, he's like, I, um, I feel like I'm gaining weight. I want to make sure that I don't go down this path where I let myself go and I look back and it's been like five years. I'm just a fat fuck, basically, yeah. um, which is fair. Like if you can catch that kind of thing early and you can develop good habits and positive eating and stuff like that, you can generally prevent these things from happening. Yeah. Um, so gaining weight is is quite difficult, realistically. Um, some people may have slow metabolisms that they've built up over time, but you're not going to become obese overnight. It's There's just absolutely no. No, way. absolutely not. Um, just like you're not going to lose all of your strength or all of your muscle mass overnight either. It's a process that takes a very long period of time. Um, so when it comes to eating properly, um, you there's a couple of things you need to know. Now, I mean, you go on Instagram these days and every single PT is following that James Smith PT dude and he knows what he's talking about. Um, I have nothing against the guy. Uh, but he basically says when it comes to diet, it's calories in versus calories out, which is true. Mm. You know, At the end of the day, a cal- calorie deficit will 98% of the time result in fat loss and a cal- calorie surplus 98% of the time will result in weight gain. Or I should say rather than fat loss, I want to say weight loss and weight gain, body weight. Um, now... It does get a little bit tricky depending on what your body is used to. So uh, my mate messaged me and he said, 
Sorry, Dusty. Yeah, we are getting messages. I'm just having technical dis- hey, difficulties. Dusty. Hey, Dusty. Um, we wouldn't have ignored you if yeah, we were on the... We would never. Chelsea's on. Dusty's hey, on. King Jules is on. Hello. Now, where we'll it gets a little there. bit tricky is this guy messaged me. And he's like, dude, I'm on 1,400 calories a day. Why am I not losing weight? Um, and my first reaction was, how the fuck are you still alive? <laughs> because for an adult male... They should be eating around 2,500 calories a day. Um, and I'll explain to you guys why right now, just like I explained to him, why this is so essential. You need a, the, an adult human being needs a certain amount of calories a day just to go about their day to day life. You know, they, you know, you could just getting out of bed, walking around the house, going to work, doing your normal day to day shit takes up somewhere between 2,000 and 2,500 calories mm. a day. Depending on your size, obviously that does take into account, you know, how big you are, how small you yes. are, whatever. Average daily intake is average. But, yeah, it's not we're looking, yeah, we're looking at the average adult male at about 2,500 calories a day and the average adult female at 2,000 calories a day, right? The reason it needs to be that high is your brain just processing things on a daily basis requires 80% of your calorie intake, that general amount. So your brain is using somewhere close to 2,000 calories a day. So if you're feeding it consistently 1,400 calories a day, your brain is operating at like 60% efficiency. It, when you do that to your body, you're basically forcing it into what's called survival mode or constantly triggering the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, that basically puts you in a fight or flight response to everything and it makes it very, very difficult to do things like lose weight, lose fat. Uh, it makes it very difficult to recover from injuries or put on muscle mass. Uh, if your body is constantly in a parasympathetic state where it is being triggered by everything and it thinks everything is a threat because you're teaching it by how much you feed it that it's operating for survival, yeah. you know, you're teaching it straight away. All you're doing right now is trying to survive because all we have access to is 1,400 calories a day. Your body's just going... It's just holding yeah, and storing. It's, yeah, yeah, it's just gripping onto what little fat stores you have left and going, we're never going to get rid of these because you might... What happens if we have to go lower than 1,400, mm-hmm. man? I'm clinging onto those for dear life. Yeah, and your brain is saying to the rest of your body, don't sleep properly because you need to be awake and ready in case something bad happens. It's saying don't digest your food properly because we need to be ready to run at a moment's notice. It's saying don't repair any of those injuries that you've had for years because we need to be more focused on uh, keeping the blood away from the extremities and focusing all that blood flow on the essential organs. Mm. It's also saying that muscle repair just isn't as important as everything else. So if you're on a training program and you're lifting big weights and you're starting to develop little niggling injuries and you're not eating enough food, chances are those injuries are just going to get worse and worse and worse because you're not fueling your body to even process tasks. You're not even giving your brain enough nutrients to do its day-to-day shit, let alone sleep properly let alone recover from injuries that you've had for 20 something years you know so we are going to talk about bulking and stuff like that after this but i really wanted to make sure anyone tuning in anyone that listens to this later there's a recommended daily intake for a reason and it's because your brain needs food to fuel it 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's because um, people think of the maybe like fat loss, they're burning energy. <laughs> Marshall's coffee is disgusting today. So if he's making faces. You're going to threaten the Maccas people? Yeah, you're going to threaten the <laughs> which call them fucking do it. Yeah, which, ma- which Maccas? <laughs> Tell the people. There was a miscommunication, I think. We really? said into the. What did res- they do it to spite you? <laughs> we said into the speaker box that things needed to have sugar syrup in it, and they just took that way too far. Yeah, <laughs> and they put it in a long. You know black. what make this long black way better? Just as much sugar syrup as they can possibly <laughs> get their hands on, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's gross. Dusty said, "Have you guys seen the study on coffee grounds and weight loss? Coffee grounds? Do you what? just eat the coffee grounds? You just like chew on them?" <laughs> <laughs> um, I have I, not seen this. Yeah, I have not seen this. Unless study. they're saying like drink a heap of coffee. Well, I know like there's a bunch of you feel hungry. There's a bunch of studies saying that uh, some caffeine can be beneficial, but like there's studies saying that the wine can be beneficial. That's or a said, bit of yeah, alcohol. I think to there's just chew on the coffee beans. So I guess it'd trick your mind into thinking when it comes something when it comes to studies, you have to be very careful. Yeah. There's a bunch of studies on a bunch of things, and you can conduct a study that probably proves almost anything. Mm. Um, if you're looking for it to prove yeah. that thing. Yeah. So when it comes to studies, you have to look at things like sample size. You have to look at things like uh, how long did this was the study conducted for because there are a lot of things, especially like diet-related, that work very well for a period of three months that do not work yeah, very was well for the rest of your life. Was it a randomized test? Yeah. What sources did they use? And, yeah. you know, check their sources as well to make sure that source wasn't just something they used to, yeah. like a biased source, basically. And I'm not saying that all studies are wrong. No. I'm just saying that when you when you are looking at a study and you go oh somebody conducted science and it must this must be correct science can be manipulated yeah like, very easily and that's so. why there's there's still like some pretty widely accepted forms of say even therapy that in the science world aren't taken as seriously like an example is um, chiropractors. They are a widely accepted form of going getting your back fixed by a lot of people. Yeah, like you'd say, I'm seeing a chiropractor, and no one would go, "Oh, what do you believe in witchcraft?" <laughs> um, but in from what I've heard, they burn him. But yeah, but from what I've been told, there aren't a lot of um, rigorous studies to support um, chiropractors and the practice they they do. Dusty yeah. said he's going to explain, so I presume he's yeah. writing a big thing. Yeah, um, drop, drop while he's doing that, Scott said, could you run through safe, lasting amount of calories for both sides, bulking and cutting? Yeah, I can. Um, yeah. Now, I will start by saying, and this is what I wanted to sort of lead into next, is if you are going to make changes to your diet, so my next piece of advice for my mate that told me he's on 1,400 calories a day, was that the changes that you make to bring yourself up to 2,500 calories a day need to take place over a period of somewhere between three and six months. Um, it's, it's important that you treat food just like you treat exercise. It's basically what you're trying to do is make modifications to the physical structure of your body. Um, whether you do that through food or exercise or ideally both is up to you, but the time frames remain very similar. You know, you if you're if you ask if I asked you to walk into the gym and squat two hundred kilos and you'd never squatted before in your life, I guarantee you you're gonna be injured or dead. Right. If you try to go from fourteen hundred calories to twenty five hundred calories in the space of a week, 
you're either not going to be able to finish any of your meals. You'll throw up. You'll yeah. spew a lot. Your body is going to have a very adverse reaction to that. And on top of that, your body is still in survival mode. You've been It'll, telling it for potentially years that it, it, yeah, yeah. it needs to hold on to it. If you feed it 2,500 calories a day, it's going to go, fuck yeah, we might not get this ever again. Well, so yeah. we are going to hold on to all of that as, guess what, fat stores. Yeah, and that's something that's very common with uh, yo-yo dieting or yo-yo exercise. People may spend, do a 12-week challenge, which is cool. It's really like those are really popular and they're a good way to begin fitness or get back into it. But people have a tendency to do these challenges, stop and go, okay, that's I'm all done. I now do. I can reward myself or they never go back to it. And they may just start eating way more and not exercising. So they just got all this excess storage that the body is holding onto and then potentially not working it off anymore either. Yeah. So the point of something like a meal plan or a, you know, a nutritional professional or something like that is to help you structure your eating in a way that you can either get up to a healthy amount or down to a healthy amount of food per day in an amount of time where it's going to have a lasting effect on your body. So over the course of, I think I gave him a, a time frame of three months where he needs to basically increase his calorie amount by 1,200 calories total. You know, um, What that means is he's looking at, I think it was an increase of about 100 calories a day over the course of a week. So each week he increases his amount of calories 100 per day, um, which is only like, I don't know what, like 15 calories. A single French fry. Yeah. <laughs> so we're looking at today he eats 1,400 calories. Tomorrow, tomorrow he eats 1,415 calories. And progressively, more and more over time until three months, three months down the track, he's eating 2,500 calories a day. An adjustment like that, your body is going to be very grateful for it, for one, and it's not going to notice these subtle changes. And eventually, you're teaching it that 2,500 is the new normal. So you maintain that for another three months. And then you look at either introducing, maybe you want to bulk, maybe you want to shred, whatever. Um, and you do that with very minute adjustments. Um, now, I will say um, that I'm not a nutrition expert and I am not super passionate about nutrition, so it's not something that I do huge amounts of research into. And if you sp have specific nutritional advice that you're after or you have a specific dietary condition, uh, you should speak to your GP first and then probably a dietitian second. Um, it's probably also worth clarifying that in Australia, to be a nutritionist, you don't actually need any qualifications. Um, any PT can give nutritional advice in line with the Australian Dietary Guidelines. Um, however, a dietitian does need to be qualified. They need a, um, a degree. And so if you are, say, um, you know, you have a diagnosed medical condition that requires that you eat a certain way, uh, then you should be speaking to your GP and a dietitian. If you're after advice on just how to maybe eat more healthy or how to uh, structure your food across a week in a way that's more sustainable, a nutritionist is fine. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you're speaking to the right people for the right conditions. Don't see a nutritionist if you have a diagnosed medical condition. They mm. won't know what they're fucking talking about. Um, Dusty. Dusty said he just thought this was interesting. Not about the coffee. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to hear yeah. about the coffee. No human trials yet. Okay. But they yeah. gave they gave mice a heap of food so they got super fat. Mm -hmm. And then have them then gave them the same amount of food but with coffee grounds in them and the mice started to lose weight. So it's not a bona fide study yet, but at the moment it's really interesting and they're going to 
start him and Charles. Yeah, oh, there's um <laughs> he finished it with I also believe everything that's on the internet. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's <laughs> I guess it increases your metabolism. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Well, it increases it your heart rate. Yeah, increases yeah. your heart rate. Um, and so the way fat loss works, and this is actually quite interesting, is um, a lot of people don't know how you actually lose fat from your body. I was watching this thing the other day. There's, there's some sick stuff on, on Ted. Yeah, yeah. Ted yeah, Talk has a really good one. Um, basically, you breathe it out. So it comes yeah. out as part of the air. So. What? Realistically, uh, when it comes to losing weight, you have to exhale more times per hour, effectively. Um, I think you said through your tears as well. <laughs> <laughs> you cry, cry every night. Then yeah, then you, you stay weight. shredded up. That's why I'm um, just rippling with your abs. That's why. I'm... And that's why cardiovascular ability is uh, was one of the reasons why people, um, you know, you'd choose running for fat loss. Mm. Um, realistically, uh, you know, if you're breathing deeper or harder or whatever, same effect as if you're breathing more. Um, but that's why exercise stimulates fat loss is because one of the things that's doing is it's increasing your heart rate, your respiratory rate. It's pumping more oxygen through the body, so you need to get more oxygen in. And basically, a part of that whole process is the burning of fat stores. Um, what happens when you, say, give somebody or a mouse, yes, <laughs> um, a whole bunch of one type of food for a very long time. And then you introduce a stimulant, which is caffeine, but you could also use... Um, Methamphetamine. Yeah, I was going to say ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, or, you know, What's tor- like- taurine or, you know, stuff What's- that's in pre-workout. Um, yeah. There's, you know, thermogenic compounds that do something very similar uh, so there are certain types of food, even as basic as like chili powder, that will raise mm. your your body's core mm. temperature just a slight, like a little bit. Um, these there are foods that can have effect on your overall weight. However, I would never recommend that someone just dose up on caffeine <laughs> to lose weight because one, the amount you need to take to lose a significant amount of weight is extremely bad for you, mm. and two, you don't want to get into a habit of eating a certain thing and then just adding coffee to it in the hope that like that's just bad <laughs> yeah. dietary advice. Like Put coffee grounds yeah. like the salt and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From my face. Like, what it what it does show is that uh say having a long black before a training session or not having a long black before and I use long black because it's basically just caffeine, no additives, no sugar, except for apparently this one <laughs> yeah. today. Gonna, McDonald's. You're gonna finish it? Thank you. Yeah, I will. Okay. I'm getting around to it. But I use a long black rather than pre-workout because there's none of this extra crap. Um but basically you do a training session with caffeine, you do a training session without caffeine, it's proven that caffeine will provide a, a bonus to that workout because it is a stimulant. It is raising things a little bit higher. What it the one of the poor side effects is like let's say you drink a bunch of Red Bull and then you go for a run, you could fucking die mm. because you're all and especially if you're at a low level of fitness and then you add all these stimulants and try to do a really hard workout, you're gonna push your heart to levels that it is not okay yeah. with being at. So you have to be very careful about choosing stimulants and whether you use something like Red Bull before you train. You know, the heart can learn to work harder. You look at fucking Lance Armstrong's heart. That mm. was like the size of a horse head or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the size of like a horse's heart or something. Like a huge heart. It's, yeah. Speaking of side effects, um, Tyrell said, I've seen 
the effectiveness of ice firsthand. <laughs> and aside from the facial tics and lack of sleep, it works a treat. Oh, well, yeah. There you go. For anyone that doesn't know, our friend Tyrell works in a hospital <laughs> where there are lots of drug addicts lots, coming lots of in drugs. and out. He's and not addicted to it. They're shredded yeah. as fuck. Yeah. But well, it's like, and they're also insane. Yeah. You see, a lot of like um, drugs that are stimulants like you know cocaine a lot of the drug addicts are very skinny and yeah yeah there's evidence obviously that for drugs that aren't stimulants yeah. but it's quite a common um, so with side effect with the coffee thing it basically raises your heart rate but there are a lot better ways to raise your heart rate oh, <laughs> to yeah. lose weight, yeah. like working out you can, be, yeah. you can be smart about it you know you can combine a little bit of caffeine yeah. <laughs> with a lot of exercise, yeah. but I wouldn't combine a lot of caffeine with a little bit of exercise. <laughs> yeah, and once again, these are changes that need to occur over periods of time. You shouldn't go from not exercising at all to drinking 18 coffees and doing the hardest training session of your life in the course of one day, mm. and it's a recipe for disaster. Um, and that's why, you know, pre-workouts shouldn't be your go-to thing because you can't get motivated or whatever it might be. You know, motivation is more deeply rooted than whether you have a sip of fucking coffee Make, or not you before you work out. Yeah. yeah, but I guarantee you, you know, if you currently rely on something like pre-workout or coffee before you train and you don't train without it, I would suggest that maybe it's worth trying training because you might start off feeling tired and fatigued and a bit shitty but i guarantee you once you get into the session and th blood starts moving and you start feeling good and the endorphins start flying you probably feel just as good as if you'd had the pre-workout you might even feel better because you're not feeling like spewing every set you do yeah you know I'd you say, don't have that super high heart rate you're not yeah. sweating and convulsing and <laughs> ants on your skin <laughs> if you can if you feel like you struggle to or can't train without having pre-workout coffee, you've probably just got a psychological um, association with caffeine and being productive or working hard. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that if you do it without having to jack your heart up, you'll yeah. adapt to it as but well. But I would also say if you're going to go without, do it over a period of time. Yeah, you know? no, don't go from turkey it. two scoops to one scoop over the course of three weeks or two weeks or whatever and then go from one scoop to say, a uh, long black, I mean, or a nice long black. Or, I mean, there are other options out there that taste better. I mean, we've just been trialing one, funnily yeah. enough, of like a um, an energy powder that is all natural and it contains as much caffeine as a fucking cup of coffee. They're so like, it's not... Is, that, is it a tea extract kind of thing? Like, that's what that... There was a brand that went massive. It was like a tea extract. Green tea extract tends to have caffeine like, in yeah, it. Yeah, heaps well, of caffeine. Tea always tends well, to have caffeine in it, yeah. Matcha has, is high oh, in caffeine. Yeah. That's why they uh, market matcha tea as like a superfood basically because it's like high in caffeine and antioxidants and mm. they say, oh, this is going to cure cancer. Superfood yeah. is such, just a, like such a, a dumb tea term. version of coffee basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we'll go back to what Scott said before about uh, bulking slash shredding and how to do that safely. Um, there is a really awesome podcast on YouTube that I would recommend to anyone that's interested in like weird nutrition stuff. Uh, it's by Elite FTS. So it's a table talk with Dave Tate and a dude named Justin Harris. Uh, Justin Harris is a power, uh, bodybuilding coach and he specializes in nutrition. 
And he mentions on that podcast that he would build his athletes up to 6,000 calories a day maintenance and then drop them down to 4,000 calories a day for shredding. So what that means is his athletes require 6,000 calories a day just to stay at their current weight, right? Um, Then when he drops them down to 4,000, he's chopping that with a 2,000 calorie deficit. That is huge. That's a lot of food. That's like the normal food that a regular human being is eating in one day. They're taking that out of their daily (laughs) intake and that's why their body is reacting in a way that allows it to shred up and basically get on stage at like fucking 2% body fat. Now, doing something like that is, I wouldn't say it's dangerous, but it's not safe for extended periods of time. So you can't teach your body to maintain itself at 6,000 calories and then only feed it 4,000 and expect it to function properly. Yeah, it's the same as the other guy that does 1,400 yeah. and then dropping him back to like 1,000 or something. Oh, yeah, it's even the same less, as like yeah. his brain is asking for 2,000 and he's only giving it 1,400. If you were to drop that even further, you're basically saying to the brain, you need to now start shutting things off in the body because we don't have enough. Yeah, we don't have enough fuel to make those things work. Um now, when it comes to something like bulking or shredding, uh, the first thing you need to do is ensure that you're at what we call a healthy maintenance or, you know, you're, the current maintenance that you're working with is something that's sustainable and manageable and lasts yeah. for a long period of time. And that would be done by doing what you've been talking about, which is building up to that. Yes. And that's what this Justin Harris dude does. He doesn't just go... Okay. Here's 6,000 calories. Yeah, here's 6,000. Here's a bunch. Here's a bowl of spaghetti. Have it finished by tomorrow and then we'll start again. And yeah, it's a big progressive thing with the book because the body adapts. The body, and that's consistent through everything. One of you know humans' best abilities is the ability to adapt. Yeah. And the body will adapt to that amount of food. And obviously, they're training at the same time. So it's they're using it as well. Yeah. As long as you give it the chance to adapt, yeah. it'll do well, it. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's an overtime thing. Yeah. So. What you ideally want to do is, and the guidelines are, this is a starting point for basically everyone on planet Earth, 2,000 a day for women, 2,500 a day for men. If you need more specific than that, you need to talk to a GP or a dietitian because they'll be able to calculate exactly what your particular body needs and whatever like imbalances you have, blood stuff, what, they can do the blood work, they can look at, you know, maybe intolerances or whatever, go see a qualified professional. Um, But as a general guide, working, like finding out what you are now and then bringing that to the healthy amount, right? Um, Now, for someone like me, and we can use something like a a BMI to to look at this, for my height, I'm about 5'11", and I weigh... Um, but on Tinder, he's six foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm 5'11", and I currently weigh 103 kilos. So according to my BMI, I'm obese as fuck. Um, my BMI says that I should probably weigh about 85 <clears throat> kilos, I think is like healthy range for mm. a man at my height. Um, if I ate 2,500 calories a day and I didn't train the way I do, I would probably drift back towards 85 kilos, right? Um, if you know, if I worked my calories back down safely, uh, so you do need to take in, into account how much you are currently eating, right? So the best way to do this is to download an app like I think My Fitness Pal yeah. is a very common one. It's free and it allows you to log all your food. Download an app like My Fitness Pal and calculate what you're eating on a daily basis for a week. So 
start on Monday or whenever and make sure you go a full week so you can start to average it out and make sure you include the weekend because on the weekend people tend to just eat more you know you got more free time you might snack more uh, you might have takeout or whatever um, so it's good to include that so that you can get a weekly total once you've got a weekly total divide it by seven to get the average and that's probably what you're eating on a daily basis that's your average amount that you currently eat now if you are not gaining weight and you are not losing weight that is your maintenance right so if you're 5.11 and you sit at 103 kilos and whatever you calculate out over a week comes out to, for, for me, it's probably about 4,000 calories a day. That's what I need to eat to stay at this weight. If you want to lose weight, then my suggestion would be drop it by 200 calories. So try to eat 3,800 calories a day. Do that for a six-week period and I guarantee you the weight will just fall right off. This is uh, probably a good point. Dusty said, I'm 5'11 and 100 kilos. Difference is I can't lift 1,000 kilos and have so much fat. And that's, um, yeah, you'll have different dietary requirements. Yeah. Even if you weigh the same, you're the same height. Yeah. There's so, just the difference. Because well, yeah, Marshall is his, the amount that he burns off in a day, like his output um, would be much more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's where, yeah, that's where it becomes a bit more finessed because, um, yeah, Dusty would have to think this is why I'm burning a day, which is – well, his job is quite physical, so it's still probably burning yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. But it would and still be different. And the app should be able to tell you this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like in the app – and if you're ever confused, speak to a nutritionist or speak yes, to yeah. a GP because they can help you with this stuff, right? Um, but on the app, it, does, it calculates something called your BMR or basal metabolic rate. And basically what that is is – however much you need to not die. Yeah, your basal metabolic rate is just the amount that your body burns just existing. Yeah. So for someone like, say someone like Marshall who has who has more muscle than Dusty does, he's probably much higher because muscle requires quite a lot of energy to yeah. maintain. So yeah. that is also why he's um, quite high as well as the training he's doing. Yeah, so effectively the more muscle you can put on, the more calories you need to eat to maintain that, mm. but the more calories you're also burning at the same time. So, you know, if you wanted to be fucking 150 kilos of pure muscle, you need to eat a shitload to get there. <laughs> yeah. That's if why you want to be eat like 10,000 calories a day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to, if you just want to be your BMI, say, let's say 85 kilos at 511, if you just want to sit at that, but you want to be, let's say, for a, a man, 15% body fat because that's a pretty healthy place to sit. Uh, at 15% body fat, there's probably very little negative uh, impacts on your on your body systems as having, you know, they've got 15% worth of fat stores there to draw from if they need to um, and you're not telling your body to sit in a severe deficit or anything. You're just sitting at what you could comfortably say is, you know, I can see a little bit of definition. I'm not fucking shredded like some dude that's about to get on stage or anything but... Um, but you're not a fat piece of shit, basically. Um, if you wanted to get there, you know, the amount of calories you're eating a day is probably somewhere between 2,800 and 3,000 calories a day, maybe. You know, mm. it might not even be that high. So the less amount of muscle you have, you can still look good. You don't need to be massive to both look good and eat a normal amount of food realistically um when it comes so I, I talked a little bit about shredding um once you've found out what your um basal metabolic rate and what your current daily intake is 
if that is your current maintenance. So if you're looking to do something like, um, let's say you want to put some size on, you want to gain strength, but you want to shred up at the same time, right? Uh, you still need to be in a slight surplus, right? So um, why we need to be in a surplus is because of that brain thing that we were talking about earlier. Um, if your brain thinks it's in survival mode, it doesn't recover properly. It doesn't want to sleep properly. It doesn't want to get better. It certainly does not want to do muscle repair and injury repair. So if you want to let's say, lose fat and gain muscle, which seems to be the number one combination for people that walk in yeah, the gym. The, the, the opposites. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I sat down with any gen pop client and said, what are your goals? For a dude, it tends to be, I want to lose weight. I want to lose fat and gain muscle. Mm. And that's achievable, but the solution is not eating less. Uh, the solution is generally eating slightly more, so a slight caloric surplus, and training consistently. Um, for women, the, uh, the general goal is usually lose fat. I yeah, think. it's usually lose weight. Um, or they tend to not be as focused on gaining muscle. No, it's usually toning is the term I've heard a lot from, oh, yeah. from women. It's I want to tone. I want to either, well, because of today's beauty standards, um, it's I want to get a bigger butt and a flatter stomach. That's yeah. one of the one I've heard quite a lot. Yeah, and that's fairly common. Um, now... The interesting thing about that is it's exactly the same thing. It's mm. what they are asking you as a trainer to do is help them lose fat and gain muscle because toning up is purely increasing the amount of muscle mass on your body. Um, what and Dan's written an article about this uh, with like you know getting bulky or whatever. But just because you are increasing muscle mass does not mean you are going to look like a bodybuilder. Right? No. Increasing muscle mass might be literally teaching your body to hold on to more muscle so that it burns more calories by itself in a day like we just talked about. So when if you're female and you're worried about bulking up on a caloric surplus, don't, don't be. be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. You won't look like a bodybuilder. Yeah. Unless your nutritionist or PT or dietitian turns around and says, oh, you're on 1,800 calories a day. I need you on 2,500 as of tomorrow. As of tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> then you should tell them to fuck off. We gain, we gain this weight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if they do like what I said at the start, they start, you know, you say to them, oh, I'm on 1,000 calories a day, which I think I've heard before. Women will say, I'm on a thousand calories oh, a day. I can't seem to lose weight. It's ridiculous. The reason man. is because your body is purely trying to survive. Yeah. yeah, it's doing its very best just to wake up in the morning. Um, we need to build it up over time to something like two thousand, so that your body is going, oh, okay, we're, you know, this is normal. I don't need to be in survival mode all the time. And then we might bring it back to nineteen hundred a day. Or yeah, and while that's going on, you're training. Yeah, yeah. you're training. Or I in a perfect world. I would like to build someone up to, you know, female, male, whatever. I'd like to build them up to four or 500 calories per day more than what they actually need and teach their body that that is the new maintenance. That way, when I put them in a deficit, I'm still giving them more than enough calories to just go about their day-to-day -day lives. So, you know, in an example, I'd like to build a female up to 2,500, maybe even more per day and their body learns that that is a maintenance and then we can drop them back to 2200 and cut fat off like that you know mm. it's and through this whole process as you're teaching your body that it's okay to eat a little bit more and it doesn't need to grab onto it as a fat store 
while that's happening, your body is building muscle and burning energy as fuel. And it's learning that it can get rid of those extra fat stores that it's holding on to because it's getting fed enough during the day. So it doesn't have to hold on to fat. So I can, I can see someone taking this as, oh, Marshall said, eat more and I'll lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am saying that. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Well, it's the same with like, um, because going back to the standard and again, it's correct. The, um, Calories out need to be more than calories in to lose yeah. weight. Yeah. Um, it's you can understand why someone who doesn't know that much about diet, and not many people do, it's one, I'm also not that fucking interested in it because it's boring and it's not the fun part. <laughs> yeah. And I just like to eat shit. So. Um, it's delicious. It's delicious. Yeah. So you can understand why the, you know, a general pop person that's training would be like, oh, they just, if I just have way less calories, I'll just mm. lose all this weight way quicker. Like yeah. maybe it's just a linear kind of like the rate <laughs> I lose weight is proportional to yeah. the amount, the less I eat. Um, and that's, you know, it's just a common mistake, yeah. I guess. And, but again, there's even people who are training others that will tell them that like, yeah, yeah you want to shred up or just almost kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think Scott did mention, you know, safe guidelines. Um, now, I know I'd sort of probably overcomplicated that a little bit, and it's not an easy subject. The issue with nutrition is it's very individualized and it is very hard to give general guidance. And I know all over Instagram is just being a calorie deficit, bro, and you'll solve all your fucking weight issues. That is great advice for somebody who is obese yeah. or, or overweight yeah. in a bad way, right? They being have so a, much stores to yeah. draw from. They could be in a massive yeah. deficit and it... Now, the issue with putting them straight into a massive deficit is they're going to be hungry all the time. Mm. So you might make that, you might be able to maintain that for like a week or two weeks or a month if you're lucky, but eventually that person is going to go behind your back and start eating something. So, and that's not sustainable, you know. So, a good guidance is step one find out what your daily maintenance calories are. So, what do you currently eat on a daily basis that either stops you from gaining or losing weight. Once you've found that number, figure out if it's a healthy number. You know, if it is fucking 5,000 calories a day and you are fat as fuck, it's unhealthy. If it's 1,400 calories a day and you're <laughs> you're an adult, <laughs> it's not enough, right? Yeah. So once you've figured that out, you need to gradually bring your body back to a new normal. So, you know, ideally... For the person that's eating 5,000 calories a day and they are overweight, we need to, over a six-month period, bring that 5,000 down to 2,500 at a rate of, let's say, 100 calories a week, right? So it's the tiniest little adjustments over time and at 100 calories a week, eventually, we get them down to the new normal, right? Um, on the flip side, bringing them up, six months or whatever, 100 calories a week, bring them up to the new normal. Now, once you're at your new normal, once you're at 2,500 calories a day and that is you maintaining, you know, you can eat that on a daily basis. You don't feel too hungry. You don't feel too full and it's a decent meal. You know, you're getting enough protein, enough fats, enough carbs, enough nutrients from greens, whatever, vegetables, fruit. Uh, once you're at that point and it is a maintenance and you've been able to maintain it for about six weeks, then we can start to look at should we start shredding or bulking, you know? Mm. Um, and I don't really like those terms, but let's say you wanted to compete in powerlifting. 
um, we would just need to start increasing your food straight away. Basically never leave a surplus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you want to compete as a bodybuilder, same fucking answer. You're going straight into surplus because we need to start putting muscle mass on and muscle mass can't go on unless you're in a surplus. Um, And I guess that's... Someone may have noticed we said before that the two most common goals being gain muscle, lose fat, uh, and I said they're basically opposites because of that reason. Yeah. So gain muscle slash gain strength, you need that surplus. Yeah. To lose fat, you obviously need the um the opposite. Yeah. And that's why they're so hard to do at the same time, unless you have a perfect diet, and sometimes people just don't have the genetics for it. Yeah. It's mm. almost impossible to do. Now, when it comes to how big of a surplus or how small of a deficit. 100 to 200 calories is the deficit. You know, you maintain, you take someone from 2,500 to 2,300 over the course of a two-week period and then you maintain 2,300 for six weeks or so. That will drop their weight down. If you um, take them from 2,500 up to 2,800 over the course of a week or two, so it's a, a drastic increase, your body's starting to get all this extra fuel and you maintain that for six weeks, they will gain size. So we're using this law in our favor now, that law where I said if you make very quick changes, your body responds very quickly to that. If you want to increase size quickly or lose weight very quickly for, say, a competition, if you want to shred to get on stage, uh, or for stereo or whatever. <laughs> it needs to be done very quickly, but the flip side to that is it can only be done for a very short period of time because if you do it for an extended period of time, your body learns that the new that's the new normal or it can have some very negative health effects. Like if you drop from 2,500 calories a day to 18, 1,600 calories a day and you try to do that permanently, your body will basically crash you will be extremely tired you will probably have very negative impacts on your mental health yeah be very Um, agitated yeah you won't be able to train properly uh you will your muscle mass will start to decrease um and then over time once your body adapts to that new normal you're now telling it to live in survival mode basically forever so you need to be very careful when you play with things like calorie deficits because if you go too much too soon or you go too much for too long or too little for too long you're playing a very dangerous game that can have serious impacts on your physical and mental health, um, which is why, you know, basal metabolic rate, your daily maintenance mm. calories, that 2,500 zone is so important because your brain needs it to survive. Yeah. just I'm shaking the person. Yeah. <laughs> your brain needs it. You and need I, this to live. I think when people think about counting calories if they don't, know a lot about it that's quite overwhelming but oh, yeah. something oh, like that so, I saw my I, fitness pal app i'm pretty sure you can just scan barcodes now i think yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah. It makes it a lot easier you can just type in like an apple and it will yeah. do it for you yeah you don't have to it's pretty cool it's figure a, out how many calories are in an apple or whatever yeah the technology around it is really corny cool on the house make it just so convenient yeah but it's still it's like and it feels like it's Sometimes, like, I don't, like, again, it's coming from someone that doesn't give a fuck about counting calories. <laughs> I have no idea how many calories are yeah, in Yeah, I'm just like, how many is in this pizza? I don't know. I don't Peace. know. I don't want to know. Um, but it can be quite, yeah, it's overwhelming, like, constantly, like, adding up all this stuff. Mm. And if people don't like what they find, generally just humans have a tendency to, like, ignore the yeah, things they yeah. don't like. So, and that's when people might start going, oh, I've had this stuff, but it probably doesn't matter. I don't, yeah. I don't add that in there. No one's going to ignore it. doesn't matter about that little guy. But over and this is the thing um, that like studies have found that 
snacking is where people get like if you snack if you sit in an office job or you just like snacking there's a good chance you're adding an entire day's worth of calories just yeah. from snacking yeah and that may only be like one or two snacks a day and yeah they found that a lot of people that snack have about eight days worth of food in seven days but just from like sitting there going well, I'm, yeah i'm just, I'm just gonna have a muesli bar or a can of coke like it adds up over yeah. seven days drinks um, count too guys yeah they do and girls Drinks just go straight through you. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> pee right out. Pee right out. Yeah. yeah. Comes um, out fizzy. Now, one thing I do want to say is there's no such thing as bad food. There's just mm. calorie-dense versus calorie-light food. A burger is got the same fucking shit in it as an apple does. You know, it's full of proteins, sugars, and carbs. Those are the basic building blocks of all nutrition um however a burger is what you would call extremely calorie dense right yeah. you can't just live off burgers because it's not it doesn't contain all the nutrients that your body needs to survive and it's also going to blow your fucking totals out straight away you also can't just live off apples because you would be eating thousands of apples yeah. <laughs> it would be ridiculous uh-huh. um so that's why we, <laughs> that's why we talk about balance you know um, ideally, over the course of a week, you are achieving balance. And that's why I said earlier that you should be getting your weekly total. So you do your daily edition and then you do it for seven days straight. And then you look at, on average, what you are eating per day over the course of a week. Because as we know, on the weekend, people tend to eat a little bit more. They might eat worse foods. They might have a couple beers. You know, this stuff adds up. So you can do what we call like... Um, I don't know, banking calories where you can eat a little bit less on the weekdays so that you can afford to eat a little bit more on the weekends. So you can look at it from a weekly perspective uh, because your body does not know how to tell the time. It does not go, it does not wake up in the morning and your body goes, ah, it's 9 a.m., the perfect time to burn fat, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're waking up at 9. But um, your body, sees changes over time so over the course of a week it goes okay this is how much fuel i'm getting over the course of a week and you can make micro adjustments to that rather than trying to be super focused on hitting an exact number every single day right we can average this stuff out to an extent obviously you don't want to do what's called binge eating or binge drinking it has the same effect where you're just throwing thousands of thousands of calories in one sitting um i will oh, say save them all up till the weekend <laughs> well, yeah I'll, I'll eat apples Don't all week <laughs> and then it's just maccas from yeah. please sailing with maccas all weekend um now i also will say uh there's an instagram page called cobes underscore pft uh he's a coach that works out of a muay thai gym in thailand uh, he's also a veteran he's an excellent coach uh, Nathan will put it up in the chat. He is releasing a mini series literally on the nutritional pyramid of importance. Um, there will be a series of podcasts that talk about this exact stuff, right? He's got a little picture on his fucking story right now that talks about what's important, starting with right at the bottom, you the most important stuff is calories and energy balance, then macronutrients, micronutrients, nutrition timing, and then right at the top is supplements. So that's Cobes underscore what? PFT. PFT. Um, and that should give you a general guide on what really matters. You know, what really matters is your caloric total over the course of a day and a week. What the stuff that doesn't really matter is your fucking test booster. That is mm-hmm. not going to have so a I huge think. impact on what you're lifting as much as your overall diet, how much energy you're getting from your food, etc. Um, so I would seriously recommend checking out 
uh, Cobes' information on this stuff just because he knows a lot more about this stuff than I do. Uh, he is an excellent coach, and I believe in multiple minds tackling one problem. So uh, you should always get you know your information from a variety of sources and then pick the stuff that works best for you uh, within reason. Uh, I was going to talk about something else, but I've... Oh, yeah. Um, as far as safe weight gain and weight loss goes, um, any more than a kilo a week, if you are gaining or losing any more than a kilo a week, that is dangerous. That's unsustainable, basically. If you're losing more than a kilo a week, you're in a severe deficit. If you're gaining more than a kilo a week, you're in a severe surplus. Uh, it's important to keep in mind things like water weight, though. Well, yeah, I was going to say, um, remember weight fluctuates and don't get disheartened by those kinds of things. Like, I know I, f- I have a certain amount of kilos that I fluctuate either way. Like, yeah. I sit between... About three kilos a week, you'll fluctuate water weight. Well, yeah. Um, Cody like, said, thanks, brother, good timing. I think he just got on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His yeah, ears were burning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so don't um, be disheartened by fluctuating weight because I know I... And I'm always in this. I'm essentially always in the surplus, but that isn't yeah. always consistent because some weekends, you know, I might be listening to too much Adele and getting emotional, and I have to eat more pizza. <laughs> and other weeks, I'm feeling pretty good, and I'm just sticking to my steak and rice. Yeah. So it's nutrition is one of those really weird ones where it's a very complicated topic. Mm. Not a lot of people are, have that gotten a, in it. Yeah, yeah, have got a lot of good education and there's always these fucking fad things popping up that tend to distract people things like keto and fucking throwing up the carnivore. Every meal. <laughs> yeah just a fad <laughs> yeah uh the carnivore diet or um veganism god um, god <laughs> um, i feel like veganism almost falls into like an ethical thing to the like maybe to some people <laughs> but the same fucking rules apply unless you have a diagnosed medical condition, right? Then there are some exceptions. Then you need to speak to a fucking doctor, okay? But for the general population, if you don't like eating meat, congratulations, good for you. But you need to get all of the protein and all of the nutrients from somewhere else, right? You can't just have that fucking fake meat shit and expect it to do the same thing because that fake meat stuff has nowhere near the same you know, levels of iron, It's extremely difficult to replicate nutrients. real meat. Yeah. They are trying and it is very difficult. Yeah. So in that case, if you, are, you know, you have your fucking heart set on being a vegan for the rest of your life, please, for the love of God, go talk to a dietitian because you're going to be super tired forever. <laughs> um, and you're probably going to be in a deficit if you don't eat a shitload of, or quinoa or something. I assume you just like mash up kale and eat <laughs> yeah. it like a... Shelve it. <laughs> <laughs> little shell balls. Yeah. yeah. And you roll up your week's worth Kale of shell sacks. balls. You, <laughs> and you make it so that the, your body heat will yeah. cause it to melt and release everything inside yeah. the ball, which was where you get your nutrients. Make, and, That's my understanding of veganism. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and when it comes to things like supplements, I think we should probably touch on this a little bit. Um, your first resort, if you're going to the gym, you should not be walking into a supplement shop that same week going, oh, bro, I want to get jacked as fuck. Give me your best whey protein, mm. right? The first place you look should be, <laughs> am I eating a balanced diet that supports this kind of training, right? So let's say, and you, you should take all of these steps that we've talked about. Find out what your daily maintenance calories or find out what you're currently on, find out where you need to get to, and then gradually with a professional work towards that goal. You know, if... A part of that is, you know, for example, we'll go back to veganism. Protein in their diet is very difficult to get um, because they don't eat meat. So they need to supplement with 
a protein supplement, right? They also need to supplement with an iron supplement and probably some kind of vitamin or nutrient supplements as well. But they need the protein powder to make up for what they're lacking in meat. Um, if you can eat meat, you should be trying to get your protein from something that was at one point alive, right? So a good choice when you go into supermarkets, if you're trying to choose food, is a the stuff, <laughs> stuff that doesn't come in a box or, you know, wrapped in plastic or something, you know, if it was at one point breathing or absorbing light from the sun, it's a fucking safe bet yeah. that it's good for you, right? If it grew in the ground, another great bet that you can eat it. <laughs> Stick with that stuff. Try and build your weekly meals out of the stuff that was breathing or came from the ground and then add on top of that, right? So if Call you... the photosynthesis <laughs> diet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I call it the normal human being fucking diet. <laughs> we, could, we could probably make a lot of money making this fad called Welcome to the... diet, but it's just like a regular... It's just, yeah. it's just a balanced diet. A balanced yeah. diet. <laughs> we just oh sell God. the food pyramid to people. Yeah. Who's we, that dude with that Australian... We discovered this food pyramid. That Australian dude. He's on like he's one of the judges on like fucking Master... Not MasterChef, but one of those sh cooking shows. And he's just known for having kooky fucking... Mike and Jerome? No, I have no but he's he, and he sucks. <laughs> but I just see like fucking basically onion articles writing him off, just going, um, fucking people are skeptical of his new asbestos space broth. <laughs> like, I'm seeing one of his like, um, diet things like activated almonds for lunch on a spoon, or like yeah. he's just a fucking just bizarre, yeah. So I'm yeah, <laughs> the amount of bullshit in the nutrition oh industry, my God. it's probably more than the amount of bullshit in the fitness and exercise yeah. industry. I think um, if 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 you go to a dietitian though, you're gonna find a lot more accurate information. If you're looking on the internet, there's yeah. gonna be a lot yeah. of speak to a professional not accurate mm. information. Um Cobes put got a roll ads, got a podcast episode to finish oh, nice. recording. Keep up the good work and looking forward to joining the combo. Oh Thanks, yeah, dude. we have cheers dude. Uh, we'll catch you next time. I spoke to him about it last night. I, I said we're working on it. Yeah. We're doing yeah. we're doing it. Um yeah, so we are in the last sort of seven minutes or something yeah, seven, yeah, sure. on the home, and it's it takes a lot longer than one hour to talk about nutrition, basically. And I mean, Coves can back that up. He's got a fucking multiple part mini series just on the bare bones that you should know. Um, but you know, if I can leave you with you know one thing, if you are considering changing your diet and you want to lose weight, gain muscle, whatever, step one: talk to a fucking professional. Step two, start looking at what you are currently eating. Is that making you gain or lose weight? If not, chances are you're in a maintenance. Start to track it and then take those numbers once again to a professional and say, hey, these are my goals. How can I take this number and turn it into X? Mm. You know, so this is this is a process that takes place over a very long period of time. It's why a lot of diets are... Um, not very successful. The word diet generally is associated with something that tends to fail. Um, you know, you look at things like Weight Watchers or whatever it might be and it's like people go, oh, no, no, no I'm going on a diet. I'm doing a fucking juice cleanse, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, that kind of weight loss is unhealthy, you know, and it tends to have this yo-yo rebound effect where it's you just put the weight on. It's based around tricking you into thinking you're getting yeah. results when you're just fucking starving your body for a really suddenly so it panics yeah. and then you just... Go. well done so yeah. if you if you are really serious about changing your body composition about 
getting healthier, about either losing or gaining weight to be more healthy. Um, and when I talk about gaining weight, I generally mean putting more muscle on. Um, you should be looking at a period of six months to a year at least, you know, it's like six months to normalize and then another six months to head in the, the right direction. Oh, that sounds like a long time and yeah, you know, 12 months. So for the people today, maybe, yeah, 12 months like, oh, but I want to get fit now. I'm unhappy with my body. Well, like it sounds like a long time and it is a long process, but if you do that 12 months and you go, here's where I am now and you look back, you will have noticeable differences. Yeah, yeah. they'll be incredible. And yeah. on top of that, there'll be no, there'll be differences that you could potentially sustain for the rest of your life. Mm. You know, if you could, if you get to the end of that twelve months and you're that five foot eleven dude at eighty five kilos with fifteen percent body fat, and you go, I'm happy with the way I look, and my doctor says I'm healthy. You just keep doing what you're doing for the rest of your life, and you will remain healthy within reason. Without, you know, I can't predict freak illnesses or whatever, yeah. and, but. If you maintain that balance, you're giving yourself the best possible chance of success at a long, happy, healthy life, right? So put in the hard work for a fucking 12-month period and I guarantee you will be much better off in the long run than doing a fucking six-week challenge, combining it with a fucking six-week berry juice shred and ending up fucking in hospital <laughs> or the most obese person I've ever met in my life. The end. I'm done. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. finishes it. Well, interestingly, mic, mic <laughs> the most recently released podcast is called um, Work It Out and it actually goes over building habits um, related to fitness and that is that six-month-plus period of building a habit and making it consistent for yourself. So if you want, go check it out, which leads me into. Yeah. Um, if you in. want to check out our Hey, pod- Siri. Hey, Siri, yeah. <laughs> if you want to check out our podcast, we um, – are covering a bunch of articles Marshall and I have written. So we release those as we do them. And we also put all the Live at Fives. Uh, this episode of What Amble Is and Who We Are. Um, we're available on Spotify. It's the hard way, Amble TD Podcast. We're available on Apple Music, Nathan? Yes. Apple, well, Apple Apple's, Music. Apple's got so many. Yeah, like you can listen to it. Apple cars now. I don't know what. Yeah, so there's so amazing. many. Just tell, just tell your iPhone, hey Siri, play the hard way the hard Apple way. TV podcast yeah. and like magic, it'll pop up. Yeah. Angelic Same as Google. Same as Google. Just don't say it because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a microphone in here. We have one in here and it's watching us. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you can watch us on YouTube. Uh, our channel is Anvil Training Development. So if you feel, we appreciate anyone checking that out and we'll be back tomorrow at 5 p.m. Yeah. In approximately 23 hours. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thank you everyone that's watched, lurked, or whatever. We'll catch you next time.